You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And this is David's pick, as a matter of fact. And uh, we appreciate you listening. And as we've started uh, recently, uh, because of my friend J. Roy Ritchie, uh, who passed away a couple of weeks ago now. Um, in fact, well, I say a couple of weeks ago, last uh, Friday, as a matter of fact. And uh, we started something when he was in the hospital and uh, was having a horrendous operation and things just basically went downhill from there. But uh, we started a thing, and now after his death, we started something new, which is it's basically veterans praying for veterans. And we're asking folks, if you have a veteran in your family, if you're a veteran, or just need prayer from a veteran that needs prayer or a friend or whatever, uh, go to our homepage, americaswebradio.com, sign up, sign or tell us the person's name that needs the prayer. Uh, you can put a comment on it like uh, because of health or because of this or because of that if you want. Uh, the only thing we'll ever mention is the person's name as we're asking for veterans across the country and around the world to pray for their brothers and sisters. We all served together. We all raised our right hand to protect and defend. And a veteran that served in combat knows how important that person in front of him is and how important that person behind him is. And uh, there's many people that have have laughed about it, and I got religion in the foxhole as I was jumping in. But, uh, you know, we know how powerful prayer is, and we feel very strongly about it. And we decided there are 2.1 million veterans in the United States, and, you know... Like I said, if if you have a veteran, a friend, or you are a veteran and need prayer, contact us, and we'll put your name out on different shows and um, ask our fellow brothers and sisters that we all serve together to say an extra special prayer for him. Today, we have a very interesting guest on. Uh, Mike is... Sabag, Mike Sabag is is his name, and he's very interesting in that he he uh, came here from Jordan, and uh, we were talking last night, and I've said this many times, uh, as as you can see, we have a number of flags in our studio. I have a folded flag uh, right in front of me that I sometimes reach reach out and touch, and I've said this uh, several times in that. What's going on in our country and some of the things that have happened and and people destroying or stomping on or burning our flag. And quite frankly, folks, I hope it never happens in front of me. I don't know what I do. I, I hold old glory in the highest esteem. And, you know, I think back that... It's unfortunate a lot of kids today don't even know what the stripes mean, what the stars represent. Uh, but the red, white, and blue is 
it's our freedom. It's our everything in the United States. And for someone to mess with my flag, I'm afraid I'd have to mess with them some way or the other. At least I'd be there calling the police. At least, but anyway, let's uh, let's get a hold of. Uh, let's talk to Mike. Mike, how are you doing today? Good morning, David. Uh, I'm doing well, and uh, it's an honor to speak with you and be on your program. Well, thank you, sir. And uh, Mike is uh, has taken a very interesting position, and um, he brought back. And I can remember when it was a national day, but uh, no more. And I really. I didn't have time to look in it, into it, but uh, I don't know why the United States did away with what we call Flag Day. And yet, uh, small little cities sort of northeast of Atlanta called Snellville uh, brought back Flag Day, and now it's uh, Gwinnett County, where, where uh, Snellville is a, a city in Gwinnett County. And uh, your Flag Day has gone countywide, correct? It certainly has, although we started uh, in a small uh, small program in the city of Snellville during uh, the time. I was, uh, uh, David, I was, I, was, I was honored to also have been uh, elected as city council member in the city of Snellville for one term in 2009 uh, through 13, and since having um, been uh, sitting in that city of Snellville as a council member, I was able to lean on some of the city staff to capitalize on the flagpole at the city. And that's where we started Flag Day, the National Flag Day program. Uh, and I do appreciate their uh, contribution and the fact that they would allow uh, a Saturday afternoon to have their their folks who happen to be off at that point to be there with me hand in hand to celebrate all glory. So it started in the city of Snellville in 2012. Then later, I wanted to have more exposure uh, with uh, with the flag. I wanted to make sure sure that everybody within reach at least can understand that we have. A flag day, a national flag day, June 14th is the day that we celebrate the national flag day. And I bet a lot of folks had no clue. You know, uh, I, I had felt the same, I had felt the same thing in, when we started flag day. If I may, David, uh, I'll tell you how the flag really means to me. As you stated earlier in the program, I wasn't born in the United States. I was born in Jordan. And and as you know, Jordan and the United States are allies. So we had a really great relationship, uh, the countries did. But as a a youngster at 12 years of age, I had no idea what that meant. Mom and dad moved to the United States. I moved with him in a legal way and legally. I mean, you know, this is the key point now. Apparently, it seems to be on the front news all the time. Uh, <clears throat> so when we landed at JFK, the very first thing my eyes caught and focused on laser sharp was the United States of America 
flag. It was a large flag. Can't remember how, how big it was, but it was a big flag uh, hanging neatly on the wall of the airport just before you get in. Not, now obviously, you have to go through customs. So that was hanging there. And that meant, that symbol to me meant, my Lord, I have new opportunities in a new land, in a new country where freedom is most respected. That image never, ever was wiped out of my memory. And even today, every time I remember that, it felt like it was yesterday that I've seen that symbol of freedom hanging on the wall meant it meant a great deal to me. Having said that, later on in life in the city of Snailville, I thought I had an opportunity to honor that symbol of freedom and reinstate Flag Day, at least in a small town, Snailville, Georgia. Like I said, a lot of people don't even know what that is. Uh, our, our flag has been well-known and still a well-known flag all over the world. You, you fly the United States flag, it is a well-known symbol everywhere. The world's most recognized symbol and we don't have a proper celebration for it. I figured that it's time for me to do that, and and that's how we started. That's that's an incredible story, and you know it's uh, one thing that you mentioned. You you and your family came in legally, and then you became a legal citizen. And um, this is something that I've been fortunate enough to uh, interview and and have a number of of friends that have become legal citizens after moving to the United States and I find it's a shame that an immigrant appreciates our symbolism and our history more than a lot of our Native Americans do and I just find that deplorable and I find it deplorable that uh, we're not and and I'm th- I'm very thankful for the time that I was in school and college and uh, we they were still teaching history and teaching it like it really was and even in college I had to, to get out of college I had to take an American history course as a, even as an ag major and uh, but it it's just it's a shame that we don't appreciate what we have like most immigrants do we do a show later today called talk uh, let's talk venezuelan and they they know what it's like to live in a country that's slowly but surely was taken over by socialism and now venezuela is communistic and they had their country ripped out from under them and if we're not careful we may suffer the same same thing and mm-hmm. and a lot of it quite frankly in my opinion is because we don't appreciate as citizens we don't appreciate what we have we don't appreciate i'm looking at a flag right now in my in my studio and uh, i've got one right in front of me that i touch every now and then but it's it means so much to me i know what the stripes mean i know what the stars mean and Everybody should know. It should be mandatory. If they want to man, make mask mandatory, then they should make knowing what the flag is all about mandatory. I agree. 
Uh, David, uh, I want to take you back to 1989. 1989, um, I was a newlywed to a beautiful woman by the name of Rita. She, we're still married. We've been married for over 30 years. We have three wonderful young men who are amazing. Uh, one is married across the street. But I met my wife in Chicago. At the time of 1989, I was reading a small article that uh, upset me quite a bit. Uh, and I didn't know what to do with it until I was able to find out who was behind it. What that article was saying was by, there's a fellow by the name of Dred Scott Taylor, or Scott Taylor. He's an artist. <clears throat> He's taken some contributions, some money from the Endowment of Arts, which is tax money that we provide artists in the country to help them uh, express their art or improve their art or share their art, whatever that endowment of arts does. I'm not really an expert in that area. But however, <clears throat> you were talking about people don't recognize or don't even care for for some of these values that we have. Well, this fella, Scott Taylor, uh had an exhibit in 1989 at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, took the flag, the United States flag, all glory, and put it on the floor, encouraging viewers to walk on the United States flag mm. so they can read a ledger or sign a ledger that is on the wall uh, right on top of the flag. I don't care what that ledger had in it. I don't care who made the ledger. I don't care how high that ledger was off the floor. I cared about the fact that the flag happened to be disrespected. Uh, I did write, at the time, I wrote Senator Paul Sarbane, because I lived in Washington, D.C. at the time, and I said, what's going on with that? that it's not, that's the first time I got introduced into the political world simply because of someone had disrespected the United States flag. We see this happen all the time. This is only a small story. Mm -hmm. uh, your audience can search uh, the uh, Scott Taylor uh, situation that I think made uh, a lot of news at the time. So my question is, why do you kneel when we're standing up doing a Pledge of Allegiance to the flag? Why do you burn the flag? Why do you disrespect the flag? And not and many of these folks know that a lot of the veterans, my friends, you in particular, and, and your audience who had served, gave their life, and some of them have, to ensure our flag flies high, all glory flies high. I, I don't understand the connection between them disrespecting the flag. Do they not forget that this flag happened to be flying? I think the cost happened to be paid? I think the fact is that our public schools particularly have let us down as a nation incredibly. I don't – if a kid today wants to march, that's their right, but not to burn my flag or step on my flag or do anything else. And quite frankly, with most of these quote-unquote peaceful terrorists – you know, I think they should all be rounded up and sent to Marine boot camp, personally, and uh, let them get some education about what that flag means. And now we're losing we're losing a thousand World War II veterans a day, but I guarantee if 
if you go over, in fact, I've been there, done that. Uh, you go to to uh, France, you go to anywhere in Europe, and those people know our flag, and they loved it when they saw that flag coming over the hill or coming down the street to liberate them in World War Two. And there's still an appreciation for the American flag and the the people that carried it and wore it and there still is and we have the greatest country in the world i i want to take a break here and uh, like i said we started something uh and i please please whoever's listening whether you're listening live or you're listening a day from now or two days from now this show will be posted david's pick just go to our our uh, home page and under programs and you can scroll down to david's pick and uh, we'll be uh, archiving this and it'll be available uh, probably later this afternoon but i do want to take a break here and mention the fact once again that we started the j roy ritchie memorial he was a veteran close close friend of mine since college so over 50 years we were friends and he died from effects of agent orange and as we always do when a friend is sick you say what can i do what so i decided to start a memorial farm and it's based on veterans praying for veterans as i mentioned there are 2.1 million veterans in the united states and uh, we're very fortunate at the station to have a lot of veterans that listen we work with our veterans we work with a fantastic veteran named rick white and rick uh served in nam uh colonel rick white retired and uh he's the director of the georgia military veterans hall of fame it's uh and if you haven't been there please please go take your family and we have so many heroes that have come from georgia it's just absolutely amazing. It's in the Floyd Building right across the street from the Capitol. And they also have a scholarship fund that you can give to. And we encourage you to do that. It doesn't, you know, it's like us. We have a, um, we ask for uh, people to become patrons of the radio station. And it doesn't matter whether it's $5 a month or 50 or 100 or whatever you can afford per month. Uh, it just helps us keep our programs on. And um, like this and like a veteran story, um, Pete Mecca did an f- incredible job on the 7th uh, remembering Pearl Harbor. And it's posted on our website. If You, you really need to listen to it. it. It's It was amazing. But anyway, we have the J. Roy Ritchie. Prayer, J. Roy Ritchie Memorial, uh, Prayers for Veterans. And if you're a veteran and need prayer or if you have a friend or relative or whatever it happens to be that needs prayer, just go to our webpage. You won't be named. Only your the person needing prayer will be named, and that will be the, the start and the finish of it, other than it will go out to thousands of their brothers of veterans like I've said many times, being a veteran is like being a part of the largest fraternity or sorority in the world. And, uh, you know, we 
we watched each other's back and the guy behind me watched my back and so we ask that you go to our website and if you know of somebody that needs prayer we'll see that they are touched by many thousands of people and so with that being said uh mike i know you're you're an elder in the baptist church in uh, snellville and I certainly appreciate that, and you've uh, you spent quite a while with the DOT in the Department of Transportation in their electronics area, correct? I have, I have, I have, I have been there for almost a quarter of a century now. Wow! Uh, and this was uh, primarily in their aviation area. Uh, primarily in the aviation area, and, and as you know, the Federal Aviation Administration. Um, operates the safest method of transportation in the world. And I am, again, another proud member of that organization uh, where, where that is my primary job. So as a federal employee, I take my job very seriously, and I enjoy working with a lot of the professionals there in the aviation industry. It's a huge industry, as you know. It's big. And, and we have a lot of veterans that work there, and a lot of them support Flag Day. In fact, uh, uh, some of the high-level managers there encourage that we uh, uh, that we fly flags without getting into the political realm of it. So we, yes, I do work with the with the Federal Aviation as a full-time employee, and on my uh, in my other uh, hours of the day, I I uh, get to work with the church uh, and the members. And now we're doing a lot of Zoom meetings because of because of the pandemic that we have, and uh, and the beauty thing about the Zoom meeting there, David, is we get a lot of folks to come in uh, from different areas of the United States. In fact, I think I've seen a few come from uh, other countries to join us in the meeting, which is which is amazing. This is a good way to send the Lord's message uh, uh, during this pandemic. So if you have a lemon, we're making lemonades out of it, and we are doing a great great. Uh, works for the glory of of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So this is something key and, and important uh, for for us to continue that. Uh, going going back to one other I, one other area I wanted to bring up uh, about the flag. My friends who have served and some of them have died carry the uh, symbolic messages that that our flag has, David. And I, and, I, uh, and I realize that a lot, a lot of people know what the colors really mean, but I like to go through them just one time. Sure. Uh, with you, if you don't mind. No, no. Go ahead. Uh, the colors of the United States flag are all glory. The, the same flag I fly outside of my house 365 days a year, it, and it, when it does get tired, there's a way to get that flag retired. We just don't pack it up and put it in the suitcase and just put it in the attic. It's a proper way. Take that flag and contact your Boy Scouts or the VFW or American Legion and and go through their ceremonies. They will burn the flag in a ceremonial manner. And that is the best way to get the flag retired for good. Just do not, do not whatsoever throw the flag away and at least don't let me know that you did it it's important that you contact the Boy Scouts, important to contact 
the VFW, uh, American Legion, these organizations have a proper system. Contact them. They would love to work with you. Uh, give it to me. Call me up. We, we're GwinnettFlagDay.org. Call me up, and I'll be more than happy to come up and pick it up from you and and retire it the right way. You can mail it uh, properly in, in, in a properly sealed flag box. But the colors of the flag symbolic. Uh, you have the red that symbolizes hardness and valor. White symbolizes purity and innocence. Blue represents the vigilance uh, uh, and justice. So when you have a flag that carries the values of the United States, I feel I want to be able to protect the values because I have two columns of of of, uh, of of solid pillars in life, the principles and the values, and I want to make sure that they remain strong, both. So part of my values are what's in the color description of our flag, 13 stripes for the 13 colonies, 50 in the Union for the 50 states. If there's another state that we get on, on – uh, on July, uh, every year, we might add a star, but I don't see one happening anytime soon. But the point of it is, this is our flag. It has a meaning. It has a deep history. It has to be flown high. So every year, we do the Flag Day. We celebrate the Flag Day. We're bringing keynote speakers from all over uh, to come and celebrate Flag Day. You did mention a minute ago my good friend, Colonel Rick White, the uh, Georgia Military Hall of Fame. Yes, sir. Uh, that is an amazing organization. Colonel Rick White is an amazing man, an incredible person. I I am so uh, so pleased to have met this individual, and through him, I was able to meet you, uh, David. Well, this year we could not have a flag day in person because of the pandemic. So Gwinnett County administration, uh, including the county chair, Ms. Charlotte Nash, and uh, Glenn Stevens, who's the county administrator, had uh, agreed to hold a virtual Flag Day presentation. And, and so you, you can certainly watch the Flag Day presentation on the TV, Gwinnett, TV, Gwinnett.com where Rick White, Colonel Colonel Rick White, was our keynote speaker. Uh, It's a fantastic speech he had given, uh, bringing up the Flag Day and bringing up the Veterans Day, because November 11 happened to be the Veterans Day. We used that same day to celebrate both All Glory uh, and Veterans. And thank you all to all the veterans. With the, from the bottom of my heart, what you have done is amazing. What you're doing is incredible. And having given yourself in in the putting yourself on in the forefront of all that dangers to protect me and giving me that freedom, it is beyond beyond. I say beyond. Thank you. Uh, my hats off to you all. And, and again, uh, appreciate everything you do. The flag would not have been able to be flying high without the sacrifices that we have seen from all of the veterans in the past and the current ones happening, both men and women across the board in all branches of the United States armies that we have. Well, our, you know, we... I'm <laughs> painting those with a broad brush, but uh, I can only speak for myself, but I, I've 
again, said this many times, I still, it, and I've missed it, but, I, you know, even on, on television, uh, it, it still has an effect. But when I'm at a public event and a color guard comes out and our national anthem is played and, you know, Old Glory is in the color guard and it's the highest one and all other flags that are represented, the state flag, school flag, whatever it happens to be, are slanted down or down lower than than uh, Old Glory. And I, I still get goosebumps. I still, you know hairs on my arms stand up and there's nothing to me that brings out more from this old guy than the color guard and uh we're gonna have a color guard come in here one of these days uh junior from uh one of the junior rotc groups and as you were mentioning uh, rick white i'd mentioned it a few minutes ago that the um Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame also has a scholarship fund, and it's directed to any young man or young woman that has gone through ROTC and plans on going to college and joining ROTC. And uh, it's a great, great scholarship, and Rick has done (laughs) – as Rick – you know – Rick's one of those guys you can't find anything that he hadn't done right, you know, uh, in my opinion. And uh, he's just a wonderful, wonderful person and and always inspirational no matter what you're talking about. He has a, a fantastic positive attitude. And as I'm mentioning the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame, I also want to mention that uh, John's Creek, Newtown Park, is the permanent home of the replica of the Vietnam Wall in Washington, D.C. It's uh, got all the names on it. It's it's all set up. It's a beautiful walk, and you walk around. You can look up their names. They're going to be putting out a uh, putting up a kiosk very shortly with a computer that you can find a friend's or relative's name and find exactly where it is on the wall. And I salute Mike Mazel has done just a a super job at in Johns Creek in getting. He is the uh, president of the Vietnam Veterans Association in in uh, Johns Creek, and uh, Mike again is is another wonderful veteran. And you know, I don't, I can't even think of. I, I couldn't guess at what other countries do as far as their veterans go, but we have the best of the best. And I, to a person that I've interviewed, veteran that I've interviewed on this show or on any of our other shows, that if called at any age, we'd all go back in in a heartbeat if we could help our country do anything and we have a case in point with uh, general dix that was doing a show for us but he was he's a logistics expert and he was called up by the president to uh, handle the logistics of the pandemic and it only took one one question and he was in back in so we have wonderful veterans and we should never forget 
that's why we do a show called Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm, because it's amazing the number of people that have already forgotten Desert Shield and Desert Storm. And I guarantee you there's few, if any, Kuwaitis that don't know about our flag and are very humble when they see our flag go by. And Amen to that. We should we should be every citizen in the United States should have the same feeling that many of our many of the countries that we've gone into not to take but to save we have never in mind well we never have our country has never aggressively gone to take a country we have gone in and saved many countries so with that. Let's get back to Mike, and uh, we've taken our break, Mike, so you got to hear me ramble on. That's fine. So, tell us more about Flag Day in Gwinnett County. I have uh, wanted to bring up one one other uh, item before I tell you that the the, the, how the event is structured. Um, When a flag is flying high, when a flag is high, and by the way, there are many resources you can get a flag, the United States flag. Uh, I, I think earlier in the program you alluded to the to the freedom that we have with the flag. The, the, I don't want to see another country's flag flying in the, in my city. I want to see the United States of America flag flying in the city. And that flag means quite a bit. Now, if you remember in 1812, a great American by the name of Francis Scott Key. Oh, wait a second. I'm old, but I don't remember that exactly. <laughs> Me neither. In 1812, you know, we had this one wonderful person, uh, Francis Scott Key. He wrote our national anthem that we that we stand up, or you should stand up once the national anthem is being sung. And you got to stand up. And the only time I kneel, my friend, the only time I kneel is at the is at the cross, and that's it. I, I that's the place that I would give my relationship with my Lord. But just but but when the flag is flying, the national anthem is. It's being signed. I'm standing up with my hand on my heart. Well, Francis Scott Key wrote the national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, after seeing our flag flying high over Baltimore's Fort McHenry. And if you remember your history, you'll see that there was a huge conflict going on, but our flag was still standing high. And that's why we salute the flag. This is that's why we have uh, that's why we have folks like yourself who had put their lives on the line to ensure my flag is is flying high. And thank you again. I, I, I don't mean to digress too far, but there are many stories like this that would bring the flag to the forefront. And at the end of the program, I think we need all of us to to together to stand up and do the pledge of allegiance of the United States flag once we finish this this segment. I think that would be a great conclusion to this. Uh, with with Gwinnett County flag, we have an office in uh, uh, Grayson, Georgia, uh, with a friend of mine who's the vice president of Gwinnett Flag Day. I'm the president of, of Gwinnett Flag Day. We don't have we don't have an elaborate website. We don't have a fancy dancy website. We have a, a GwinnettFlagDay.org website and a Facebook associated associated with that. And we have a small office uh, in um, Grayson, Georgia. 
where the mail goes to and some information goes to. And there we have we have a few flags. We have some other additions to the flag. And some people send us uh, small donations to purchase these flags because these flags are do cost some money. Um, and we we meet to organize Flag Day events in that office. So because of the pandemic, we could not hold the event on June 14th at Gwinnett County um, uh, War Memorial uh, on that time simply because the rules and regulations of CDC and Gwinnett County themselves said, no, we cannot have any more people show up, any more than five or ten, because of COVID-19. So we decided to work with Gwinnett County and create a virtual program of Flag Day. The program typically happens or structured, I shall say, with a with a, a benediction, uh, with an invocation, and it concludes with a benediction. And, and we typically have a pastor, uh, a clergy person that would open up the program with a prayer, giving thanks to the to the Lord. And then we move from that point on to recognize the United States flag with a keynote speaker. Uh, our flags have always been flown over the United States Capitol by our congressmen and women. The last one that we had was unique because it's a huge flag. It's 15 feet uh, by by 10 feet. So uh, when we ordered the flag this, this time around, we decided that we would like to have this flag seated or, or displayed in Independence Hall. For many people, Independence Hall is where America started. That's where our Constitution started to be written. This is where George Washington sat and uh, Thomas Jefferson and all the other good Americans that sat in that room. So we took the flag and sent it over to a friend of mine in uh, in uh, Philadelphia, and I asked him, uh, he, he works inside the Independence Hall, I asked him to drape the flag for a week at the George Washington table inside Independence Hall. And he did that, and we received a certificate of the flag being draped with pictures of the flag, and some of these pictures are on that website. This flag was received. It was provided to the Sheriff Department here in Gwinnett County Sheriff Department through a ceremonial manner. Simply again there, David, we really would love to have seen uh, the, the, the crowds to show up. I could not get the people in. Again, the pandemic kind of restricted that. So we had the flag flown. We had the camera people. We had microphones. We had deflectors and screens and uh, and all the audio and video uh, tools that are provided by the Gwinnett County. So we did the flag day in segments. Uh, we had lowered old glory because, you know, when you lower the old glory, you you do it in a ceremonial manner. And we had the Snellville Police Department with the lead of Captain uh, uh, Lieutenant uh, Pendleton, Rob Pendleton. He took the new flag, hitched it, and raised the flag of the 2020 on the flag day, I mean on the, on the flagpole on the staff at uh, Gwinnett County. That's where the flag is flying today. And if you go there today, and take a look at that flag, you'll realize that this flag happened to not just being simply strapped and moved up. It was done in a ceremonial manner with a 21-gun salute by the 
by the sons of the American Revolution, as they are. Uh, the, the sons of the American Re- Revolution uh, folks are called Button Gwinnett, Button Gwinnett Chapter. They're local, they're here, and they meet over at the VFW in Snellville, Georgia. And, and I'd like to invite you for the veterans who have not been to any of these VFWs. These guys have a really great, great uh, fellowship program. So we got the Sons of American Revolution doing the muskets, 21-gun salute. We moved the flag, and we have it, we have it hanging in, right now flying high on the, on the mast right at front and center of the Justice, the Gwinnett County Justice and Administration Center. That flag will remain there till the next June 14th when we will do the next celebration recognizing our flag. And I invite everybody, everybody that you know to come help out and salute the flag on June 14th. I'm not sure if we are going to be out and about on June 14th next year. I'm not sure about the about the corona uh, vaccine, if it's going to take place or is it working or not working. I have no idea. But, but I'm hoping, uh, Brother David, that we will get past the COVID and we will be able to shake hands again and we'll be able to stand up together and salute the flag, all glory, in person instead of having to watch it on television. So that's the plan, is that we will move Flag Day again to Gwinnett County, to the flagpole at the uh, War Memorial, and we will do the same celebration. And we will have uh, a congresswoman or senator, as usual, to come and help be be our keynote speaker. This year, as I said earlier, we were very honored to have our brother, Colonel Rick, uh, Rick White, to be our guest speaker to speak about both the flag and the veterans um he is he is uh, a great representative of our country and of all veterans and uh he like i said he does a incredible job at at the georgia military veterans hall of fame and certainly encourage everybody if you haven't been down there take a day take your family even your your kids and and if you need to read to them, read what this this guy did or that guy did or this lady did, um, mm-hmm. you know. And one thing that I generally do on the show too is that we honor not only our military but also our first responders. And on Fridays we promote uh, Red Shirt Fridays, and that's to honor if you're seen in a red shirt, you're. That's your way of saying that you're saluting our veterans and active duty and first responders. And uh, we encourage everybody to wear a red shirt on Friday. And let let the folks that help us know that we appreciate it. And if you see a veteran or, a, or someone in uniform at the airport or wherever you might be, and they're having a meal, offer to take care of that meal for them or buy them a drink or buy them a cup of coffee whatever the case might be but we owe we owe so much to that flag that they all carry and you know if you notice i don't and correct me if i'm wrong mike and a lot of times i am wrong but uh i don't know of quote unquote a uniform today of a public servant that doesn't have a flag on it. 
they, they do. They they have the flag, especially do, during during honorary uh, uh, programs like the National Flag Day celebration. Every one of them will show up in person, uh, fresh, bright, with a great smile on, <laughs> with the flag uh, on their uniform. Um, they, since you mentioned the the, the uh, since you mentioned the first respondents. And I did probably privately told you that I'm also a proud member of the Masonic Lodge here in Snellville, Georgia. And we have a lot of first respondents in that belong to the lodge or lodges in uh, in the uh, in the area that that I know of. And we do happen to also uh, take time uh, to recognize our first respondents, not just the military folks, because these folks also take care of me personally. I'm going to get old one of these days. And I bet you a down to a dollar that the 911 call will will be going to somebody that's going to come up and pick me up and take care of me. And, and again, <laughs> those individuals are amazing, uh, are amazing. Yes, say thank you to them. Buy their lunch. Buy them a cup of coffee. Uh, see if you can help them in, in any way possible because those are the folks that stand behind me uh, every year when we celebrate the uh, National Flag Day. Uh, in fact, this uh, this this year, like I was saying earlier, it was unique. We happen to have Gwinnett County Police Department. We have Snellville PD. We have Lawrenceville PD. We have the uh, Gwinnett County Sheriff Department. Uh, we have the Gwinnett County Fire Department. All these groups that came in to recognize and salute the USA flag, all I have been amazed with their level of proficiency, with the respect they have for the flag, with the concept of them saying, hey, tell me how else I can help. These guys don't want to take a back seat and have someone else do the work. They're ready to jump right in, whether it's a fireman or whether it's a chief of police or or whether it's a, uh, a, a, a county administrator. They're all wanted to help out. Speaking of chief of police, I want to uh, give a a shout-out to uh, Snellville uh, Police Department Chief Roy Whitehead, who has been a, an amazing supporter for the United States Flag Day. The mayor of the city, Barbara Bender, is amazing. She's always there to help out or wants to help out in creating or ensuring the Flag Day is taken care of or is is being held on an annual basis. So we have a lot of folks in, in the city of Snellville who recognize June 14th is the Flag Day. The veterans, the first respondents, the administrators, or the staff, Mike, and the citizens. Mike, let me inter- interrupt you a second. I just had a thought, and and really, our military, our first respond—they're all first responders, and our flag is the symbol of first response. And uh, you know, I know a lot of fire trucks. Uh, uh, we'll have the flag on it. I know, again, most uh, any uniformed person, be it, you know, the police all have flags on, I believe it's on their, uh, I can't remember if it's right arm or right sleeve or, or left sleeve. But, you know, generally speaking, the police will have a flag. The Certainly the military always has a flag. And, you know, and I think in many ways... Our flag represents a country that is first responders, you know? And, and that, yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
that's absolutely absolutely true. Uh, uh, the the uh, uh, if you read the uh, flag code that Congress passed in 1942, it brings up a lot of these uh, areas that you just touched base on about where the flag ought to be, how it ought to be with right hand, left hand, uh, and how it should be flying, and which area it should be flying, but. But you know, for the audience that are listening who have who don't know what flag etiquette is, do me a big favor. Don't let your flag touch the floor. Don't let your flag touch the floor. That's part of the code. That's part of the uh, the self conscious of an individual. The flag means a lot, folks. The flag is is our symbol of a country that I love and that I would do anything to ensure. My country remains this country, and I don't want—I don't want it to be diluted in any other way. I don't want it to be taken away from me and becoming a different country. And sometimes, I really like to encourage our political guys to recognize the flag of the United States in their speeches. And I, you know, David, let me tell you something. I sat at a couple of uh, meetings because you know I was politically involved. I have. Uh, seeing the United States flag sitting on a staff inside the meeting, no one, no one started the meeting with a pledge of allegiance, and I wonder, say, what are we doing? Why are we missing out on recognizing who we are as Americans? That's Why right. is that being left alone? So my point of this is. I feel like we're becoming to be a lukewarm nation, and that's why I want to make sure that we get a flag front and center now. Every time that we have a chance to stand up and salute the flag, let's do it. If there's a time for us to bring the flag to half-mast because of an incident, just like last Monday when we had the Pearl Harbor, bring it down to half-staff and have it there for the day. Of course, you know, the half-staff varies depending on who or what what issues. Sure. But my flag remains in my house. My flag is up front flying 24 hours a day, 365 days throughout the year, and I love this flag. Um, in my office behind me, I have a flag that was flown by Congressman Rob Woodall over the United States Capitol, and it's inside of a shadow box hanging on my wall. And when I'm on a Zoom meeting with my fellow uh, employees and workers, they see the flag hanging behind me because it's on camera. Uh, and I take pride of that flag in my room that has been flown over the USA Capitol by a sitting congressman um, here in the county of Gwinnett. That's fantastic. Uh, I uh, I have flags, like I said, in my office, in the studio, uh, all around me, but uh, I don't have one like that ever flew over the Capitol, and uh, that's uh, that's incredible. And, and uh, you you deserve David, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you uh, uh, knowing that you're a great American. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this you know publicly. Uh, I will flag day Gwinnett flag day. I've taken a note, and I've spoken about it. We'll fly a flag for uh, Americans Web Radio and present it to you uh, in person, hopefully, uh, if we can get out of the house. <laughs> and and uh, that way you can hang that new flag in a shadow box in your office, wrecking, remembering this conversation, remembering the fact that that we happen to have uh, the National Flag Day, and we, we might even put a little bit of a certificate on it said, from in memory of the National Flag Day, and have that in there. Is anybody that asks, tell them, fly your flag. 
fly a flag. It's that simple. Absolutely. These things don't cost any more than twenty dollars to have a kit bought from uh, from some of these uh, local businesses and have your flag flying. You know, the other uh, thing I'd like to uh, plan on doing, and uh, I'll put it down on my books to have you back on another Thursday right before the 14th. And uh, I don't know offhand what, uh, well, let's see, June the 14th is uh, on a, uh, June the 14th on 20. or no, 2021. I'm, I'm at. I'm in the wrong calendar. I guess it'll be. Oh, on, yeah, you got to go 2021. That would be June 14th. Will be on uh, a Monday. Uh, on a Monday. So we'll have you on on a Thursday prior to prior to that. Okay. Beautiful. I would be honored to do that, uh, uh, David. With that being said, um, you know. Like I've mentioned, our, our J. Roy Ritchie Memorial Prayer for Veterans and Veterans, and it's basically veterans praying for veterans. But before we close out, would you mind going ahead and leading us in the Pledge of Allegiance? It would be my great honor to do that. And uh, and before we read it, if those if, if anybody can stand up, please do. If you can't, that's fine. If you're driving, please repeat the Pledge of Allegiance. So let's do it with hands on the heart, salute the flag. If you happen to have a flag facing you, face the flag, salute it if you're military. Otherwise, put your hands on your heart and we can begin. Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Honor your flag, honor your American flag, and, and fly your flag high. And thank you, David, for having me on. Thank you for bringing me on board and uh, and having uh, given me the opportunity to share uh, the uh, some information about the United States Flag Day. And uh, hopefully, we we can uh, send a message out to the to the rest of the community for those who don't have a flag. Maybe this message can encourage them to go ahead and buy one and fly it. And if they happen to be uh, associated in some uh, connections with some of the local, uh, I mean, the federal government folks, congressmen or senators, have them fly their own flag at the United States Capitol building and have it flown back or, or sent back to them you to know, enjoy the flag. You know, I've got uh, a number of um, flags, many of them still in their wrapping. Uh, most of them are, I believe, three by five. And if whoever's listening, if they're in need of a flag, if they'll just send me an email, david at americaswebradio.com, and we'll arrange either you can come by the studio and pick it up, or we'll figure out something, a way to get it to you. I don't have any uh, staffs, but I have uh, I have the flags themselves, so... Uh, you know, there are a number of ways you could, like uh, Mike said, you can go online, and uh, I would imagine, Mike, and you can probably answer this in a heartbeat, it, how do you display a flag dot com, or, you know, just how to put Google, how do you display a flag, an American flag, and it'll tell you the proper way and to do it, and uh, what you need to do. And if you don't have, you can go to uh, any of your hardware stores, and they have 
staffs, and you can buy a flag and staff, or you can just buy a way to display it outside your house. And we need this, and we're a tough, tough, tough country represented by a very tough, tough, tough flag. It went through, it has gone through battle after battle after battle, and many a, many a soldier has died making sure that it didn't touch the ground. And, you know, it's, uh, I, I think we all appreciate, or I do anyway, the, uh, yes, if you if you do go to military dot com, uh, they will tell you the order of how the flag ought to be flown. You got to remember that the Union or the flag stars have to be in the northwest corner if you have it hanging on the wall. The uh, the other thing is we all have that uh, the the picture of the soldiers that uh, was it, is it Hiroshima that Hiroshima. Yeah, where they were raising the flag, keeping the flag up and flying high, like he said. So it's our flag. Respect it. Love it. And always keep in mind what it's a symbol of. One nation under God. So with that being said, Mike, thank you very much for coming on. And we will have you back uh, the first part of June, if that's a deal. Thank you. Yes, it is. Thank you so much. Thank you to the audience and all of the folks that make this country great. And my hat's off to you. I salute you all, and God bless you. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.